tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. Brigadier Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! It's too good. So good. Hey, After Buzzers, and welcome to the Forever After Show. I am your host, Pega Rad, followed by my lovely co-host. Hi, guys. I'm Kate Aquilano. We're going to be recapping Forever, Season 1, Episode 5, The Pugilist Break. Pugilist Break. I'm not sure. The way he said it was just so wonderful. I know. We're like, before the episode, we're like, how do we say this? (laughs) We're like, hopefully it's said during the show. Yeah, and he says it with that good accent, and you're like, I still don't know how yeah, to say that. Yeah, we don't know how to say that. Um, so we have a special guest tonight that's going to be calling in, Donnie Keshawars, who plays Detective, Detective Hansen. So we're so excited. He should be calling in any minute now. But while we wait, we'll start recapping the show. Yeah. All right, let's do this. Um, so it. starts out. Couple comes into the apartment. Mm-hmm. They're wanting to buy it. What was the guy's name? Wendell. Wendell. Like, Wendell, do you like it? I know. I knew. Well, we see the boxer and the little kid. Oh, that's right. And okay. so you're like, something's going to happen because the little kid's worried about this boxer. And he's like, no, no, dude, I got to handle it on my own. Thanks, man. And uh, you could tell they're like really close. But then they get to the apartment and I do, I like turned to you and I was like, yeah, he's dead in the yeah. next room. Because it said three days later. So we kind of put two, he's two dead. together. Yeah. In the next room. And then he's like, oh, it smells like something. She's like, there's actually an artisan cheese, I know. <laughs> cheese restaurant right down the street. I'm like, the realtor <laughs> uses anything to sell yeah. an apartment. Dead body, <laughs> cheese. Yeah. Anything goes until they get that sale. Right. So he goes in, finds the body. Oh, it was nasty. nasty. Rats had eaten him up. Oh, it was Ugh. real nasty. They really do a great job with the makeup, though, on the show. Good job. We'll have to ask Donnie about that if yeah. it's really nasty in person because yeah. it was gross. How bad does it really look? Um, so they find the body. Then it uh, flashbacks into, let's see, um, the neighborhood. The neighborhood. So they're walking through the neighborhood, and that's where the kind of the the theme of him saying history repeats itself yeah. starts initially in that. And episode. I love this kind of happens in every episode of Forever. It's the flashbacks parallel or somehow connect to what's going on in the current episode. Right. So yeah, like history repeats itself. I think it might be the same building that he's yes. going into. So he has so much history with. You know, in that room. Exactly. So it really, like, hits hard with him. Yeah. So he walks in. He sees the victim. And there he goes again with his fact shots. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Well, the lesion in his head is this. And the gravel on the shoe is that. I know. The gravel was key. We'll find out later. But, yeah, he just automatically. It's Dr. Henry Morgan. (laughs) Yeah. He just spots everything so quickly. Right. And then I want to ask Donnie about his little, like, 
abbreviations because he's like another ADJ, another dead junkie. I'm like, how many of those do you have to learn? Exactly. Like the cop lingo? And his New York accent, like you mentioned, is we I know. Well, I know if that's authentic because I know point. he lives there. He's but from I don't Canada. think he grew up there. Right. So we got to ask him if his, his New York, I can't even do it. New Yorker. New Yorker. Yay. New York accent is legit. <laughs> We'll see. Um, so then we go to the examiner office, mm-hmm. and uh, they ID him as Raul Lopez. How did yeah. they ID him? I don't remember. Is that? I don't know. DNA. I don't know if his D- He might have been in the system because we find out he had a history of drug uh, abuse. Okay. Maybe he was arrested in the past. I don't know if they quite say exactly how, but they identify him as um, Raul Lopez, and he determines... This is a murder investigation. It's not just some junkie who overdosed on, you know, by his lonesome. Right. And that's never enough for Mr. Morgan. So they have to go to the scene of where they found the body. With Lucas. Lucas's comedic, you know, lines. What did he say right when they walked in? He's like, uh... something like I'm having a great time I must tell you everything really (laughs) he just wants to be best friends with Dr. Morgan there wasn't a lot of Lucas in this episode which makes me sad Um, I need more Lucas in every episode but that scene was funny because he's like they determine they're trying to figure out what heroin he bought Mm -hmm. and and potentially used because if Dr. Morgan identifies the te- the specific batch of heroin. They can trace it back to the seller and then to the creator and then find out who killed him. You know, in his mind, that's a, in, an easy, like, murder case is closed. And yeah. uh, Detective Martinez tells him a murder case is brick by brick. You brick, have to, yeah, like, it's not down. that easy. But they figure out if they get the rats, as, as gross as this is, the rats ate Raul so if Raul had heroin in him, the rats have heroin in them. So he tasks Lucas to capture some rats. Oh, gosh. I don't. Rats? I used to work with rats. I, Why? In the neuroscience laboratory. Oh, you're fancy. And they bite. Well, he was I worried like about them biting him. Yeah. They're not fun to play with. Um, I don't want <laughs> to even think about that. Um, so we... We have that cool little flashback moment where Dr. Morgan's flashing his flashlight, mm-hmm. and then it turns into a lantern. I thought that was so yeah. cool, that transition. It was, was a really on. good transition. Um, so then it goes into the flashback. Was it with with the orphan? Was that the flashback? No, it was his – the dad was di- the dying. The dad was dying, okay. So basically the building was a place where a lot of immigrants, would, when they first came to the U.S., that's where they would stay, and um, – Unfortunately, there was a lot of disease and, and uh, you know, sickness. And so Henry Morgan would be there because he was a doctor. And um, this is where we find out there's a little boy and his dad has passed away from typhus. typhus? Yeah. One I'm not good with 1900 <laughs> diseases. I'm sorry. So Dr. Morgan leaves the apartment and runs into the drug dealer who's yeah. just casually standing around. And I thought that was very convenient. Yeah. He's like, you want some, you want some H? <laughs> I'm like, it was very convenient that Sounds you're standing you here. Yeah. right there and that you're willing to talk to a total stranger. Yeah. Because usually they're like, dude, I don't know you. I'm not talking to you. Right. So we asked him, um, you know, did Raul buy from you? He says, I can't break that confidentiality. <laughs> You're a drug dealer. Yeah. Very high moral standards. Um, and then he finds out that he... He's like, Raul hasn't bought from me for years. He's clean. Right. Right. And so Henry's kind of like questioning, well, then if 
obviously, if he didn't die from an overdose, we need to get to the bottom of this. And he's like, I can get the heroin from him. So he go. he's like, how small of a, uh, I don't know, amount do you sell? And the dude's like, give me $40. And as he's, like, making the exchange, of course, cops come rolling up. Yeah. Um, then we go into the medical examiner's office, mm-hmm. and Lucas comes through with all the rats. And, you know, it's something so rewarding about, like, he gets tasked with something, and he delivers. Like, the last episode, it was, um, gosh, I forget. He, he had to go get the, ri- the the ring out of the liver or whatever. Oh, he used that as an excuse. He yeah. had to get a liver biopsy, so he said he dropped his ring. ring. That was a good one. He's like, I had to get the ring out out of the body yeah and then this time it's like collect rats he gets all of them in the nest and brings them all he's like i didn't want them to be lonely i'm like lucas they're rats he's so they don't care but he's also when that's happening morgan's also being yelled at by the lieutenant and he's like she's like so you're telling me you weren't going to use the drugs they were for research she's like that's just about the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my 20 years of being on the force. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously it's true. And then Lucas comes in with the rats and she's like, I mean the second Second. stupidest thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lucas. So we go to uh, Raul's girlfriend who is getting interviewed by Joe and Dr. Morgan and she's obviously very sad and um, she's talking about how he was, you know, he had a second chance in life and he's mentoring the kids now and he really wanted to change his life around and that he wasn't into drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, let's see, the heroin reports come back, mm-hmm. and it ties him to way too many drug dealers, so they're like, okay, we can't take can't. that route. There has to be some other thing that yeah. we can do. And she mentions that he, I mean, we we heard it as a viewer, but I'm not sure uh, Martinez and Morgan heard it, that he, Roe was so invested into the rec center and she, the wife really says, you don't know, like he's turned his life around. He spends countless amounts of hours at that rec center mentoring kids. Mm -hmm. So that kind of gives them a clue of like, okay, that meant a lot to him, which obviously pays, plays a big part down the line in the episode. Right. Um, so then Lucas steps up again and he performs rectal surgery on the rats. So he he actually goes in for the rats. Yeah. And, grabs the um, skin or whatever it was that they ate from the rats and they found the ring. Yeah, which is a box. There's a boxing glove on the ring. Yes. So they go to the box. They're like, boxing glove Hmm. ring. Might as well go to the boxing (laughs) place ring. I don't know what it's club. Rec rec center. Yeah, the rec center. Um, So then they go in and talk to Fabian. So we get get Fabian with the fresh wound on his eye. You called that. You were like, he's got something going on right here. Yeah. And um, they start asking him questions for some reason, think he's suspicious or whatnot. And then he mentions Delgro. Yeah. So Delgro's the the construction company who wants to take over the rec center, rebuild. He wants to take over basically the whole neighborhood because it's called – the neighborhood's called Alphabet City and it's – in the Good beginning. Catch. Got it. Um, and he wants to basically come in and redo the whole neighborhood, buying out all the buildings and creating, you know, million-dollar condos and buying all the little shops that have been mom-and-pop shops for so long. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of figure was he, Delgros was wanting to buy the rec center 
And obviously, Raul was very invested in the rec center and, and wanted it to stay because he knows that so many kids go there. And, and where where will they go if they don't have the rec center? Right. Okay, we are getting our call, I believe. It's Donnie calling in. Hey. Hey, Donnie. Hi. How, How are you doing? How are you? Oh, I am fantastic. Is this Kate this, and Pega and who else do we have here? Is that uh, just the two of that, us? Is, today. That the, is that the room? That is the room. <laughs> I know it's very late where you are, so thank you so much for calling yes, in. Thank you. Can I tell you the last time, which there has not been a last time, that two intelligent, gorgeous women asked me to call at 2.30 in the morning. I knew I liked uh, you. I can't, re- I can't remember that time, so I am jumping at the chance. This, uh, You know, I'm with the same woman for 25 years, so this really could be the ignition to a, uh, a midlife crisis, the likes of which none has ever seen. Hey, we'll take it. We'll take it. Yes, thank you so much for calling. Um, so you play Detective Hanson on our favorite new favorite I- show. I play Detective Hanson. I have a really important question for you. What is yeah, shoot. Detective Hanson's first name? I have done a lot of research, and you just play Detective Hanson. What is your first name? It's, first of all, I love that this is an important question. <laughs> <laughs> I ask the hard-hitting questions, Donnie. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Throw me a curveball sometime, will uh-huh. you? Um, I love it. It, you know, it's, it's, it has been the subject of important questioning on the set as well. Um, I went, I went, I think I went a total of four episodes into filming before I got the courage to ask the question <laughs> myself. I was like, do I have a first name? It's very important. And, 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 and as a, and, and rather than like someone, amazing like matt miller our show creator or like amazing some amazing director like john kretschmer the one we had with tonight's episode answering that question they just they just wrote it in however it was so quick and in such an uh, inconspicuous way uh joe gets on the phone i think it's in tonight's episode and is like hey mike and apparently she's talking to me so I think, my first name is, I think my first name is Mike. I but like literally, it. to answer the question <laughs> is is like you would need Henry Morgan esque observational skills. I was just to uh, yeah to get that. So I think we're talking to Mike Hanson. That's here. a very that's a very New Yorker name. Yeah, we were talking during the show. We know you live in New York, but you are not originally from New York. Is your accent legit? Because you have a pretty good New York accent on the show. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. It's not legit on the show. It's, um, I mean, I hope it sounds legit is, is to answer the question. I grew up in Arkansas, the furthest place from, <laughs> nice. from New York City. But, you know, I've been a New Yorker for 25 years and okay. maybe cumulatively on and off for more than that. Um, I met, I met uh, the lady who is now my wife 25 years ago. We've raised a, a child who is now 12 in New York City. Nice. So we have some roots here that, that you know, start to qualify me as a, as a New Yorker. I uh, certainly will never be native. But, but I've been around th- these parts enough that, you know, I know characters like this. That mm-hmm. accent kind of soaks into my, you know, my DNA, yeah. you know, at this point. 
so so you know i hope it's i hope i'm doing justice to, to all those good folks that i've met along the way up in this great city but i'm not a native new yorker i grew up in arkansas very nice. Uh, but I love my new home. Nice. Now, speaking of tonight's uh, director, I actually have worked with his wife, and I tweeted her to get oh, some my... some little inside back set, yeah inside info. And she said that her husband, the director, says that you have yeah. one of the toughest jobs on set because your character is always the foil to Doctor Henry Morgan. Would you agree with that? Oh, oh my goodness. Um, it certainly is. It, it It is. It's like, you know, this guy has to be right all the time. <laughs> like, I'm trying to solve some, <laughs> I'm trying to solve some cases here. And, uh, before this, you know, Mr. Amazing 200 year old wise person came along. I, I was solving cases. I just took a little longer. Uh, you know, right. I'm not a dumb guy. I'm just, <laughs> uh, I'm just normal. <laughs> You know exactly. Um, now I, you're yeah. the detective. You don't want to be shut up by a medical examiner. Yeah, I I know it. I know, and it happens every darn time. <laughs> um, it, <laughs> you know, it's interesting. It, um, yeah, I guess it foil is a, is an interesting way to put it. Um, I, I I just feel like, um, I just feel like uh, Mike Hansen. Mike. Mike. We'll keep saying Mike. Mike. Um. Yeah. Has got you know he's got um, I don't think again I don't think he's a dumb guy I don't think he's uh, uh, stupid or thick or anything like that I just think he's a normal guy and mm-hmm. I think he's also um, he he's uh, he he just um, he lives in a little box and he's maybe a little conservative and right. and I think he's got a lot of room to grow um, which I find fun playing so. Um, so rather than sort of hang my, you know, when I approach playing this role, hang it on some place where coming from like, well, he's he's has some kind of lack of intelligence or something mm-hmm. like that. I try to hang it somewhere uh, on a place where he's more like just he thinks straight down a line. Right. Um, and, you know, maybe hopefully um, as things unfold, we see him be able to think off of that line and and maybe even learn from this this weirdo that's come around. You <laughs> that's know? A, yeah, that's what I was just about yeah. to ask. I feel like Dr. Morgan and Detective Martinez are so close, obviously. Are we going to have some bonding between Hansen and Morgan in the future? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I do think so. I mean, certainly... Um, he he has to. Uh, I, I do know that Hanson has to start up in his aid game when it comes to solving these cases. And you know, there's a couple episodes now that we're filming where uh, Hanson's doing his crime solving, and he comes in and he's all gleeful and you know he's got some lead that he's chased down and very earnestly shares the information with, with Joe or, or or Lieutenant Reese or someone and. Uh, and it seems to be a really, really good lead, only to have Henry come and crap on his <laughs> and, and be like, you know, that, and it just makes him feel, makes him feel small and want to cry. But um, yeah, I mean, I do think if, if there's any bonding that takes place, it's um, it's in the way of, of of like a, you know, I think we're going to find that there is more of a respect that Hanson okay. has for this. 
for this guy. I see that. And uh, it sometimes will be sort of silent and unspoken. And and then it'll be in other ways where it'll be more uh, illustrative, like what, what I just described. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, this guy's really, really trying to, in his, in his way, be some version of this guy, you right. know, in the way that he solves crime and, and kind of look a little deeper than he normally would into things. And so that's fun to play with. And, that, and, and in doing so, yeah, they're going to um, they're going to cross paths and, and come to some sort of understanding of who the other is, Good. if nothing else. Now, tell us about the set. What What is it like on the set of Forever? Who's the goofball? Are there any bromances going on? Pranksters. Pranksters. It's it's you know it's a boring answer because it's pretty much what you would see like Joel David Moore just has everyone in stitches. I love him. We, I saw you tweeted, uh, "Love me some Joel David Moore," and oh we my need God, isn't it true? more Joel we David do. Moore. More, 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 more is what I say. Is he? I feel like he's the prankster. He's the what? The prankster on set. Absolute. I mean, I, yeah, he's just, <laughs> he's just. Uh, he's just funny. That's the only word <laughs> to it. He's just a funny guy, and and completely a complete sweetheart, and uh, a very a very sensitive guy as well. I would say, but he has everyone. Um, Don't tell us that we're just going to fall more in love with him. Exactly. <laughs> I know it. I know it. I am too. Um, <laughs> um, he he. If there's a prankster. Um, yeah. I don't know that we have a, a bona fide prankster yet, but I'll. Um, you can. I'll try to. You fill that role. I might be able to. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I do like to keep it light, and um, I mean, people have fun with just the fact that um, kind of what we were talking about earlier, like this that New York accent gets turned off, and suddenly you're talking to a guy from you know Arkansas. There's yeah. a lot of fun about that, nice. especially with um, sort of the guest stars on the set and stuff. The people that don't know me, and they're like. We're doing scenes, and then I'm <laughs> talking to them on my Arkansas draw, and they're like, wait a minute, that's Wait-y. weird. And then we go right back to New York. Um, so that's fun. Everybody on the set um, keeps it as light as as this show kind of tries to keep it as well. Um, but what's cool about this show is that, like, I think, I mean, everybody from Soup to Nuts, from, like, Matt Miller, the show creator on down, and all the just everybody that works on it, including the actors, have this wonderful blend of just uh, a real light touch and a sense of humor mm. uh, with intelligence. And, and also, from what I can see, everybody on the show really just has heart. Just Because um, for me, one of the, you know, not to get too sappy, but I'm kind of a No, it's good guy, to hear it, not, yeah. Not, not to get too sappy, but the show, to me, uh, what a big component of the show that attracted me to it was this component that, you know, this really special component about loss and that, you know, people that are in our lives, whether it's they go on and pass or they just pass through our lives, they're never lost. They leave an indelible mark on us. Mm -hmm. And and, um, that, you know, that kind of, um, you know, when you're dealing with concepts like that, um, I think it takes incredibly sort of um, soulful people to be able to, to get those messages mm-hmm. across and still do it in a very entertaining way. And I think everybody sort of, I'll just say in the room, is sort of on that same, uh, in that same nexus as a human yeah. being. And, and I think it, it makes it, it makes it nice that, um, mm-hmm. you know, people can go from having, you know, 
I'm talking like off camera, people can go from having very soulful, deep conversations right o- into just launching into something whimsical and and um, so it's that kind of it's that kind of group that sort that. of yeah. is I mean, the, you is can, the core. You can tell that the writers are amazing. The way they weave those really important and deep themes so beautifully into the current story, into the flashback. Yeah. The flashbacks are so you have, beautifully you know, done. You have, you know, the comedy thrown in there when you're dealing with these heavy, you know, subjects. So, I mean, it, yeah. it definitely takes a special group to get that across in, in the right way. I agree, and I'm glad that, that, you know, you see it that way. And it seems like our, you know, audience as a whole is seeing it that way as well. I, I agree, and I think that's special about this show. Good. Nice, nice. See? We just get along. You should call in every episode, Donnie. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I would love to. <laughs> I would love to try to make that happen. Um, it happens that um, I am totally free and clear and off tomorrow, so I have all, all day with yes. this, this This East Coast, West Coast thing is is tough, but I would love to try <laughs> to do it as as many times as you guys were happy in the and then I can do. Yeah. Well, love we, to. If we don't hear from you in a while, we want to know what can we expect from Detective Hansen's character in future episodes. What can you tease for us? Um, what, what was that last little what, part of that sentence? What can you tease what? for us? Oh, tease for you. Um, Detective Hansen definitely. Um, well, you know. You do learn that, that there's more that's on the page uh, about Detective Hansen. Um, I don't know that I can say any more than that. Um, but you, you, you learn that there's um, there's more to this guy than probably what jumps off the page or off the screen um, right now. Um, there's there's more to him. Let's put it that way. Okay, um, we'll take it. <laughs> at the same at the same time, he pretty much still stays stays to the to the current. Um, core of the nature that he is and he's 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 always going to be a uh, dyed in the wool new yorker right. he's always going to break some chops um but but you, you see that he's uh, there's more to him than that all right well i have a fun question for you we did a little yeah. research found out you were what? a singer in a rock band is this true oh my goodness the key word is were were <laughs> were were but um, once a singer oh always a singer we need Detective uh, yeah. Hansen to do some singing in forever. That would be. Oh my goodness! Tell Matt Miller. Yeah. We'll tweet Matt Miller. You know that we'll actually get this going. sounds. That's, that sounds really fun. <laughs> I mean, what crime? What gruesome crime scene doesn't need a oh. little prog rock <laughs> yep. from the from from the the detective at the scene? I think that I think that's brilliant. Can we make that happen? I think it, it can it. happen. <laughs> we'll we'll send out some tweets. We'll send out some positive vibes into the universe and see if we can get that done. Forever fans, you yeah, heard maybe, that tweet. Maybe this 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 wife wife friend of of John Kretschmer's um, that, yes. that you you know. Yeah, Wendy Brokaw. That, thanks for the inside info. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's the I think that's that's the route we should take right there. Okay. I'll send her a little email. <laughs> I'll make it happen. I love it. If if it is written, I will sing it. Yes. yes. We're on a mission. You heard him. <laughs> All right. Um well, I have one final question one final. for you. Please. Um just about your career, you've been on some amazing shows, 24, Sopranos, Damages, Homeland. What has been your favorite show to work on other than Forever, of course. Yeah, um, Homeland was an amazing experience. Amazing, <laughs> Great amazing. Show. Um, 
for so many reasons, that, uh, do you guys watch that show, by Absolutely. the way? Absolutely. Uh, yes. Huge fans. Isn't that an incredible show? So oh. good. So good. I mean, it's so, it's so good. Like, it, 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 it's it's as good as forever. I mean, it is really as good as forever. It, it is an incredible show. Um, it was the first time. See, I'm an interesting dude because, like, I grew up in Arkansas. Yeah. I was actually born in Canada. We didn't even get there. <laughs> but my parents are from all over the map. My dad's from Afghanistan. My mother's from Germany. So, and again, I was born in Arkansas, uh, raised in Arkansas. This nice. was the first time in my life, and I've been acting since, like, forever to, to be, no pun intended. Forever. I've been acting forever. <laughs> uh, it's hard to use that word anymore. I know. Uh, <laughs> but, um, it was the first time that I got to blend all of these uh, rhythms and nationalities and cultures that I have together in one character. So I went in there and I was playing a, uh, I was playing a Navy SEAL. Mm-hmm. And I got in there, and, and they wanted the guy to be an American guy, raised in America, but with Middle Eastern background. So that was perfect. Okay. I've actually done that a couple of times. But um, I got in there. And they met me uh, first day on set, and they were like, oh, you have this Arkansas draw. And um, I was like, yes, I do have this Arkansas draw. <laughs> they were like, well, let's use that in the character. And I was like, oh, my God, I, was, I would love that. And, I, I mean, so, so I, I did this, and it ended up, they ended up writing, you know, that into the script. He cer- suddenly became this uh, Navy SEAL with Middle Eastern blood raised in texas and he was a bull a bull rider and all this uh, <laughs> stuff it. It, it was great it was the, it was you know when you're a guy like an actor like me in this business and look like me you sort of have to learn to take on different personas and you become like a character actor and um and, and i'm very used to doing that and comfortable with that for like case in point now i'm playing this this new yorker which, right. which i'm not um so but this was the first time that almost every skin that is me was able to be used in the character. That's uh, so that interesting. Yeah, and and to boot, like to ride on that incredible writing and just the incredible directing on that show. It's just the, the whole package was amazing. But on a personal level, it was um, such a comfortable uh, character to play, and it was just like the most nestled in me that I have ever been. So it was great. Uh, Homeland was a fantastic experience. Uh, and, and all those other shows that you mentioned um, that I've been on were, were equally fantastic. Mm-hmm. But this, this character was special. Um, so multifaceted really special. you. Yeah. Perfect. It's great. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much once again for calling in. We really, really appreciate it. And that was so insightful and exciting. Yeah, please. Uh, we want to hear from you again. Yes. Hopefully we can uh, plan this on another day off when you can stay up late again. Are you kidding? It would be my absolute pleasure. Just let me know anytime. And I know you're new to Twitter. So where can our viewers find you on social media? Where's What's your Twitter handle? I am so new to Twitter that I'm not even sh- I, I think it's... <laughs> Would it be at Donnie Kesh? Seriously, somebody asked me we'll the other day, it. and I, I didn't go. I didn't go and ferret it out and get the actual answer. I think I'm. You're at, at Donnie Keshwar. Yep, you are. I can Does confirm that. Does that sound like a Twitter handle? That is. That sounds and right. guys, he is six followers away from 500. We gotta we get, have to get him to 500. 
Let's get that 500. Oh, Let's yeah. Get it to a thousand. So add Donnie Ketchewars. At least we solved one mystery here. <laughs> we did it. Who needs Dr. Dr. Morgan? Who needs Dr. Morgan, okay? Yeah. Who needs him? <laughs> Who needs him? Exactly. I'm, I'm only in my 40s and look what I'm doing. Hey, you're on Twitter. That's all that matters. Um, yeah. Thank you again so much for calling in. We hope to hear from you again soon. Anytime. Thank right. you so much. And I I love that your name is Mike Hansen, and we've solved that I mystery. I love it. We found <laughs> out here today. tonight. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Donnie. Thanks, Have girl. a great night. Thanks, ladies. Thank you so much. Good of night. Of course. Bye. Bye. Oh, love it. Such a sweetheart. I love that Arkansas draw. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm from Georgia. I can appreciate there some, you go. <laughs> some accent. I love it. All right, I want to take this moment to just say to search us on iTunes, leave comments, leave our show five stars. And also, if you're watching on YouTube, leave us comments. We love to read those. And also, tweet at us. Um, we definitely love getting feedback from our viewers. I mean, and we our need listeners. to tweet for Donnie to sing. Yes, and maybe we can get questions, you know, yeah, for future I asked, times. It's, it's late. So we didn't get too many questions. One question I got for Donnie was, isn't, oh wait, where, aren't uh, Yohan and Alana the best looking leads in history? Guys, oh. everyone knows the answer to that, so I wasn't going to ask, <laughs> but good question. Um, but back to the episode, I kind of. So um, we left off. Where were we? Um, so they went and talked to Fabian in the rec center, okay. and then Dr. Morgan looks over and he sees the little boy sitting there really sad, so he goes and he talks to him and finds out that. Um, he, he was his big, it was his big brother yeah. mentor kind of. Now thing. you have a little tidbit on this young boy. Yes. Wendy Brokaw is coming through with our little inside information. Like I said, a colleague of mine, her husband directed the episode and he wanted everyone to know that the, um, the little kid in this episode is one of the rotating Simbas in the uh, Broadway play Lion King. So that's awesome. Yeah. I what mean, a way talented, to go kid. Talented young boy. Yeah. So if you see him in the thing and you're like, where have I seen him before? Probably saw him on Broadway. Simba. It's Simba. <laughs> um, so then we get to, let's see. Um, I think we go to another flashback. Flashback of the orphan boy. Yeah. So again, with the paralleling it to the yeah. actual. So he's back in that building and he is brings him bread because the little, the little kid's an orphan, like you said. And he has no one um, taking care of him. And uh, he has the potential to get sick as well because he was living with his father mm-hmm. and his father died. And uh, this is where the kid gives um, Dr. Morgan the, the other medical the other bag. bag. Yeah. And he goes, it's from my father. He was a leather worker. So it just shows, like, how connected he was with these, you know, people that he cared for. And when, you know, they had no one to turn to, he was there. Right. I mean, he ends up being so sensitive in every episode. So oh, Morgan. Like, yeah. Such a cutie. Um, then we go out and Morgan and uh, Joe go to the Delgros construction site. Mm-hmm. And the first thing he sees is the gravel and he ties it to the bottom of Raoul's shoe. That was too easy. I picked up on that. Yeah. You don't need to be 200 years old to pick up on that. Yeah. And then he gets crazy and he's like, okay, I know something's going on here. This is a hot zone. So they... Yeah. This, the, uh, Raul's cell phone's still turned on. It's still transmitting. They just... From the area of the construction site, they just don't know where. And there's this... this um, It's like the cushiony stuff they yeah. put on playgrounds now for 
kids not to get hurt. That stuff is so cool to walk yeah, on. Yeah, like, it's a little bouncy, yes. but it's just kind of like a foam. So if you tear it open, there's just that gravel underneath because it's just like a, a bouncy surface. And he literally tears it open to find the cell phone. Yeah, it like takes off his shoe and just gets in for the dirty work. Yeah, it's too much. So they find the phone. He finds the phone, mm-hmm. and then they look at the last caller, and they call it back. And guess who? I called it. Yep, you totally called it. So I was like, his phone's gonna ring. Yeah, standing right there, picks it up, and we find out it's him. Yeah. Um, we missed though. We went to the um, the bodega right before the construction yes. site, and we talked to the guy there because again, Del Gross is buying up all the businesses around, and we find out that this guy wants to sell. Sergio. Sergio wants okay. to sell. So then they go to the construction site. The phone leads to Delgros, and they bring him into interrogate. Well, it's not really an interrogation; it's just kind of like a little meeting in a boardroom. Right. But they question him, and then we get into a little thing at Abe's shop. Um, Ugh, he Abe. gets sad about him because he's really attached to these sentimental mm-hmm. things. He finds out that the bag was mm-hmm. sold to a podiatrist. I and- might be like the the stupidest person because I never really put two and two together. Well, you know, it's an antique shop. And Morgan has so many antiques because he's 200 years old. I never quite, like, put the two and two together. That's why he's in that business. Yeah. Until this episode. Because he (laughs) talks about, like, his credenza being sold and his medical bag being sold. I was like, oh, that's why Abe owns an antique shop. Yeah, he's, like, totally cashing off Dr. Morgan. Yeah. I did not put that. I, I can figure out who the killer is. I called the killer in this episode, but I can't. getting so good at that. I watch a lot of TV, guys. Yeah. Um, you not call something it almost proud every of. episode. I'm on a roll. You Let's, really are. I hope I don't jinx it, but I can't put two together that that's why they own an antique shop. Well, I'll yeah. take what I can get. So then we get introduced to Lou Spaganelli. Yes. And he is somebody who works on the Delgros' team. Mm-hmm. And um, he has, like, mob connections. He's, you know, he has a record he has a criminal past so they're like let's go check out this dude go on a stakeout let's go on a stakeout and then they see that somebody hands Lou something they follow him to it's actually del gross that hands him okay the um a a package Package. it's money but then they follow lou yeah and then they get in and they say that fabian's the only person that had a key so they go right up to his locker pound it open yeah and they find the money yeah fifty thousand dollars fifty thousand dollars i like at this part when they're breaking into the rec center um, you get a little clue about Martinez's past, about her father. her father. And he goes, so basically he wasn't, she alludes to it in the, a little earlier saying he wasn't the best role model. And when she's like picking the lock, he figures out that you learn this from your father. So we got a little tidbit that her father was probably a criminal. Yeah. Don't know what he did or, you know, how severe, but I like getting a little bits about their little past. Little bits, Yeah. Um, and then we get Fabian. He comes to the medical examiner room. He identifies Raul. He sees, he sees the... He's not happy when yeah. he sees Raul. And he says, Dr. Morgan starts with immediately um, accusing him. Mm-hmm. Are we going to find your DNA on this ring? I know. Tell me I knew the that truth. was a what lie. What did you do? I knew he didn't have any DNA easy. on that ring. Yeah. But um, he... he has to confess because he has that cut on his hand. He, Dr. Morgan knows that um, Raul must have hit him the night he was murdered because there's a, in the x-ray his hand is broken. Um, and obviously he has the matching scar on his forehead. But basically he was 
Selgros gave him $50,000 to persuade the other neighbors to sell. Right. Um, and so when Raul found out he was doing this, he was not happy because Raul doesn't want the, the neighborhood to sell. He wants yeah, to keep it, it, you know, the same and, and help the people that are there not bring in million-dollar condos. Um, so basically it brings us back to Del Gross because it, it's still all around him. It's all around him. Yeah. He's, yeah. Um, then we have another flashback, right? The yeah. orphan died. And then that makes him remember, wait, the rec center kid. Mm-hmm. Got to go back to him. Got to find him and see what he knows. So uh, the kid's bouncing the ball outside of his tennis ball. And he notices that the the ball, he's bouncing the ball and it leaves marks on the wall on the street. And he remembers that the same marks were in the room where Roland apartment died. So he's like, the kid knows he was there when he was killed. But then he, does, is that when he runs? That's when he looks across the street and sees, well, you he's, know, here's what they tried to trick us because they had both Lou and Sergio, Sergio in the kind same of shot. Juxtaposition. And I thought it was Lou. You were smart enough. You knew that it, it was Sergio. Sergio. But they put out an Amber Alert. They put a bolo on Lou's truck. Hanson. Hanson. Goes oh. after Lou. Searches the back of the truck. Doesn't find anything. Mm-mm. And then we go back to the storefront. And yeah. that's where, what does Joe I say? I was like, I knew it was him. The, <laughs> yeah. the store has a closed sign in the door, but the lights were still on. And so she was, like, kind of suspecting that. And they know because he was look. you know, when this kid was scared, Lou was standing outside the bodega. So he knows that has something to do with it, and yeah. it's not Lou. And so she's like, do you smell smoke? I smell smoke. Probable, Probable cause. cause. And they go in. So they go in and they find the poor kid in the back with a, yeah. with a gun Yeah, he was oh basically going to kill him to yeah. keep his mouth shut. And I thought it was interesting because Henry, they were, like, going into the basement, and Joe's like, do you know where you're going? And he's like, oh, I used, I've been here before because this is how he used to sneak in to help the tenants because yes. the the building manager back in the day hated that he came. I don't know why he hated it. He was trying to help his tenants, but whatever. Um, but that's the way he used to sneak up into the building to help uh, every, all the sick patients. I feel like one of these days, Joe's going to catch on to something, something from the past, and he's just not going to be able to cover There's it up. There's not going to be an explanation. He's just going to be like blank stare, ha- like thinking, <laughs> like wheels turning. How yeah. do I explain this to make sense? Right. I can't wait till that moment. <laughs> so then the kid is in the back. Okay, the gun's drawn at him. Then the chasing starts. Yeah, they save and the then- kid. Ooh, him getting hit by that bus, I was, like, totally taken back. Yeah. I thought he was going to kill Morgan because Morgan hasn't died in a couple episodes. So I thought he was going to shoot. Waiting for I just that. want him to die. I mean, we're, he's coming back, guys. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he gets. <laughs> Spoiler alert. He comes back. He comes back to life. <laughs> he can't die. Um, but he gets hit by the truck, and you're just like, whoa. And then, okay. of course, the uh, tell me, tell me what happens, and he's blood's coming out of his mouth. I know. And it's like. Still gross. Still gross. What? So he's, Morgan's upset because, yes, they got the murderer, but they didn't get the big, you know, the bigger kingpin, uh, you know, person, which is Del Gross. They just got the pawn and, you know, in his plan to take over the neighborhood. Right. So he had $50,000 that he paid Sergio to. Yeah. He's going to go to jail for that. Yeah. But not as long as murder. Not as long as murder, let's be honest. I'm sure he can pay his way out of that charge. So they're not happy. Maybe we'll see Del Gross again because 
He's a he's a pretty good villain. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. And then we end on the awesome dinner date that we were waiting to see. I was so mad because last episode they teased this in the you know next week on Forever they show a scene from the dinner, and I was like, where is the dinner scene? Yeah, That's we all thought they were going to skip over it for yeah. a second. It's like they lied to us. Yeah, so cute. So the um, Joe asks, how do you guys know each other? And stutter, 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 blah, blah. Yeah. They say that uh, Abe's Abe was business partners with, with Dr. Morgan's father. father. So his father. They ha- Then they go into this whole, like, rehearsed story of, like, you totally talk, rehearsed. you talk, you talk, me talk. <laughs> and he's like, my father used to buy the antiques in London. And then he then Abe sold them in New York. And then when... His father died. He moved to New York because he left a half of the antique business to him. And, you know, Abe's like the really only the family I have now. It was really cute. Yeah, it was kind of really rehearsed. Very like, rehearsed. And scene. Like, we're but done. You, <laughs> I'm sure they get that question a All lot. All the time. Because it's weird that they're, they have the roommates. It's like, I don't know, a 65-year-old and I don't know, 70-year-old and a 35-year-old. Yeah. Being roommates. Weird. It's a little weird. <laughs> But uh, they got they got the the story down. All right, should we get into prediction? Prediction. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. Um. Okay. Predictions. Well, next up we see there's a human heart in a box, and then he says that um, this murderer is following the foot. You know, in the same cuts there are like the same cuts of i don't know how he knows this but he does as jack the ripper which is a halloween episode so i'm excited for the halloween episode but to get overall predictions um i want like we said something to happen where joe picks up on a little something that just doesn't connect like how do you know this how how do you explain this this and this and he can't because of uh, it'll reveal his whole past and you know that he's 200 years old (laughs) um so i can't wait for that i need i need more abe i need more uh lucas we need more mike hansen i like how it's mike hansen it's mike hansen now (laughs) his name will always be mike hansen um so yeah i can't wait for a, a little drama to come up between them I'm going to go ahead and say that Lucas is going to be the one that finds out first. Yeah? Because they're going to be on scene somewhere, some crime scene, and Dr. Morgan's going to slip. And Lucas is so, you know, so naive and I so like down this. to earth that he's going to find out and be like, well, oh, 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 you know, and kind of freak out. But then he's going to love that he's the only one that knows the yes, secret. And that's going to bring them together he just finally. wants to be best friends with Dr. Yes, Morgan. They're going to be BFFs after that. I like it. And it's going to be like, you can't tell anybody, you know. Yeah. Uh, so that's that. And then hopefully we see a lot more of Dr. Or, uh, sorry, Detective Hansen, Mike yeah. Hansen. Um, Mike Hansen. And, yeah. So that is it. Where can we find you? You can find me on social media at, or on Twitter and Instagram at Aquilano. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Pegarad. Thank you, Donnie, for calling in. Yes, that thank was you awesome. Again. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.